0: Hey Mum, come and have a look at this. I've got something to show you. Oh God, what do you want now, Arthur? Go on, read it out. Mummy's Boy with Arthur Hill. A brand new podcast starring Arthur Hill and his mother, Lisa. What the bloody hell is this? I've signed us up to do a podcast. See, this is the contract. Oh, Arthur. It's Mummy's Boy. Mummy's Boy is my new podcast where I head back home each week to catch up with my mum and help bring
1: her into the 21st century. Listen to Mummy's Boy every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Charlotte. What's love got to do with it? What's (laughs) 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 To be more like Charlotte go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marla Show and help us grow the show. What's love but a second hand emotion?
2: It's the Joe Show, you're sitting on a front row Always helping you grow all the things that you know So vote with your feet, tell the people you meet And if you want a treat, reach for a bag of meat
0: Hello one and all and welcome to our show I'm Joe Marla and this is Tom Fordyce Previously on the Marla Show I actually looked up how to start a podcast. Oh, what does it say? It says, come up with a concept. That was number one. Okay. Which is a topic, a name, a format, and a length for each episode. I want to get a
2: penetration tester in. They test penetration? Of banks. We want penetration testers on it. Joe, get this. That clip is from September. That is February now. Do you know what this episode is, Joe? It's our field of dreams.
0: We've got Kevin Costner on.
2: Kevin Costner is our guest.
0: Amazing. If you build it, he will come. Do you like Costner as an actor? Yeah, I liked him in that. I think I like the concept of the film more than actually what Kevin did. But this is wonderful news that we have actually managed to get hold of a pen tester. And I don't mean it's someone who tests pens. Uh, That's not what I mean. What I mean is apparently a penetration tester. You can shorten to pen tester, which is quite clever,
2: I think. Why would you shorten it, though? Like, how much time are you genuinely saving by saying pen tester rather than penetration tester? Are you saving, like, if you're saving less than a second, which you are, unless you're going penetration drug. if you're saving less than a second, what is the fucking point?
0: It's to stop children like you making <laughs>
2: shit jokes about penetrating stuff. Why do they call it like a safety person, then? We just take the penetration element out. Because, look, you're smiling. Every time I say penetration, you're smiling.
0: I I said to Jasper, I said, oh, I'm talking to a bank robber today. And he
2: went, what? So this better be good. I'm pumped. I don't know about you, but I'm pumped. The more I think about it, I could see Costner playing a penetration tester. Mm. It's sort of his area, isn't it? He generally plays uh, very moral characters, doesn't he? Like Dances with Wolves, possibly over long great film. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Up against Sheriff of Nottingham.
0: Yeah, but none of them are American. They play English. Do they? Do they do English accents? They all do it in English, Who, mate. Christian Slater does, does he? What was his name? Do you remember his name? What was his character name? He
2: was Will Scarlet. Who played Maid Marian? Uh, Elizabeth Mary, and I never never remember her surname. Mastroni? I'll
0: have to give you that one, Tom, because it's actually Elizabeth Mary Mastroni. <laughs> so you came close enough, but I'll give you that one. Right, shall we get Kevin Costner on or what? Let's do it, Joe. Bosh. Bosh. Bosch. Our guest today is a penetration tester. Oh, saying that out loud's fantastic. And I think he's the first guest that we've had on who's actually broken into a bank. So I'd like to say hello to you, Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Is that statement true, Mark? Have you actually broken into
1: a bank? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, more than one. What? No. How many? I would say around 10 unique bank businesses. And then between them, maybe 20 buildings.
0: How'd you you go about wanting to do that? Did you just watch like Ocean's Eleven
1: and shit growing up? I didn't know anything about this before I met somebody that was doing it. And he told me a story about how he broke into a bank, got into the chairperson's office, got on their laptop (sighs) and could transfer any amount of money he wanted. And the moment I heard that, I was like, that was it. I was hooked. I was like, how do you do that? That's all I want to do.
0: That is me. That is my life. I want that happening to me now.
1: Yeah. So every day since then has just been a drive to do that. Is your actual name Mark? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: What film was it? Was it uh, Mission Impossible where they had that lifelike? Tom Cruise had that lifelike mask. Is it that one? Yeah. Yeah. Ba-na-na.
2: Ba-na-na. 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 Right, I've, I've got so many questions, as I'm sure you have, Joe. My first one, Mark, is how the hell do you break
1: into a bank? You research using as much information out on the internet as you can to look at who works there, trying to find the floor plans, looking on council websites for details about, about the building... Uh, Social media is huge. Like That's just the biggest wealth of information. Why? Oh, people love to take photos. That's the world we live in now, isn't it? Everybody's photographing everything. And it's all geotagged. And so you can just select a location and then that's it. Happy days. No. Yeah. And then we'll we'll go on site. We'll put together a team who best suited for the skills that 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 buildings requires.
2: We got to get the team back together.
1: And then we'll just watch everything for about... Well, for a couple of days, we'll just see what the environment's like and just try and find those those small vulnerabilities that we can pick out. And then we'll just base a scenario on it and try and break in. And that might be bypassing controls, uh, social engineering people. So this is where you like talk to people and you might impersonate somebody. You might try and get underneath a door with a piece of wire or. Uh, hack door controls like there's just endless ways but it's the, the tricks finding which one you need for the, the specific building i don't know about you joe that's the single greatest answer that we've ever had on your podcast <laughs> this
0: hang on this is this is legit so let's wind it back a bit a bank comes to you and goes i want you testing every orifice that i've got available here that i want to make sure is shut out i don't want anything coming through my orifices, orifices. and you're like brilliant yeah, we can do that. We put together a team, et cetera. And then you just, I, oh, there was something, for some reason, I just thought, no, no, it's going to be really a little bit disappointing. You're going to come on and you're going to say, oh, everything's, money's all done cyberly now, like. Cyberly? Cyberly. It's all done what's, cyberly. Cyberly? What's, what's the,
2: <laughs> uh, sorry, mate. You're, online? Sorry, fucking, yeah, online. <laughs> Have you signed up to cyberly banking, Joe, or, or do you stick with online banking?
0: Anyway, my point being, I am now even more excited to know that you're actually, like, dressing up as a cleaner and going in and going, I am here to dust the thing, and you're going through all the bins and then getting all the shit and actually trying to rob banks. This is ridiculous.
2: Are you, your cover story, what do you think would be the best cover story, Joe? I think the classics are things like the group of workmen who have to dig a hole in the road outside and that gives them a legitimate reason to be digging holes. The cleaner you mentioned is a nice one. Um, sometimes the surprise site visit from superiors is a bit of a classic, isn't it? Marching in, come on, didn't you get the message? We're here for today, get out of the way, open the bars, blah, blah, blah.
0: I think my one would be done at Christmas time and I'd go along like with the Santa Claus thing, so I'd get a team together. We'd have Santa going into the workplace to do like a Christmas party and he's got all his helpers dressed as elves and then we go in there. We're all having drinks and whatnot. And then I'll send one of my helpers out. I'll be like, "Hey, you go check in the bathroom." And he's like, "Why? Why am I? Why am I going in the bathroom?" He was like, "Because that's the entrance to the vault." And he's like, "Oh, this bank is crazy." What? He-? So I would go down the Christmas party route and use the Santa mark. What do you think? Is that going to work?
1: It's not one we've run with. You can have that for free, mate. You can have that. Yeah, thanks. No charge. Next bank I do. That's my go-to. No, I mean, like, some of the ideas are pretty pretty close on. Sometimes we impersonate senior staff. Like, we broke into one place. We had a plan to do it, and it was all really clever how we are going to get past these controls at night. And as I went up to the door to do it, we'd been waiting for, like, four hours for everybody to leave. And I had this tool to get under the door, and we weren't sure if it's going to work. And a cleaner just appeared at the other side and opened the door. I was just like, oh, cheers. <laughs> and then it just went straight in. And they're like, who are you? I was like, well, I'm a senior member of staff. We're just here to check the windows and walked around. How dare you how ask many- who I am? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we, we just went around and we said, so what time are you all leaving? Because we need this place after 10. And then and that, that was it. So hours of planning. And that was a bit of a walk-in, to be fair.
0: My son, when I told him I was going to talk to a bank robber, he was like, oh, that's amazing. Incredible. Oh, can I ask a question? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. He was like, ask him if he's ever been caught. And I went, what do you mean? He was like, well, he's a bank robber. Has he ever been caught? I went, just trying to tell a six-year-old that someone robs banks but doesn't get in trouble would be really hard work. (laughs) Um, So I'll just ask the question for him on the basis that he's never going to listen to this. I don't know why, but it's just clear in my conscience that I've asked the question, have you ever been caught by the police? And you've had to go, no, no, this is fine. HSBC did
1: employ us to rob them. No, I've, I've never been caught robbing a bank. We don't just do banks what? as well. We do all sorts of organisations and I've never been caught. You've never been caught?
2: No. Do you have a little sort of sign-off? Do you leave like a single silk glove draped over the safe or anything like that with a little monogrammed on it just as a little <laughs> Mark's Bean?
1: <laughs> Sometimes clients ask us, they say, we want some evidence that you got there. And it's good to play around with that. So someone on the team left a, a thank you card to the CEO of a business, but they didn't know where the desk was, so they walked around and they go, "Do you know where this person sits?" You know, walking around asking for the for the CEO, and then found the desk. And like, I'm just going to leave this card here for him. It's it's from blah blah, and off they went. So sometimes we leave those. I always take a photo in if I can get to the to the CEO's chair or something and have a snapshot there. There's there's some really great things some of the guys have done where they've left employee of the month on a wall of them or something uh, so yeah <laughs> has to be handled delicately
0: you you lot are actually you know this is a serious job but at the base of it you're getting to play a baddie in a film tom this is the dream i want to <laughs> i want to be a bank robber and i want to rob around the bank nickel the gold all the bullions and all the banks have bullions and stuff these days
1: I haven't seen any. It's all, um, it's all computers now. The vault is a database as far as we're concerned. I'm sure some oh. banks have some gold stacked up somewhere, but it's... You open up a
0: vault and it's just loads of computers in there.
1: Yeah, trading floors are the, are the most sensitive bits that I've seen. Like Lots of places will secure a specific area more than others. And the trading floor is clearly where, where the concern is. What, would you, what sort of cover story would you build for Joe? Just go as somebody famous. But I'm, I'm here to boost morale, let me in. I'm sure, all sharp with a the dog. They love that, office dogs.
0: A dog? The best way to rob a bank is to walk in with a dog. <laughs> is this dog armed? Can I, yeah, what's this dog got? Like, see through eyes, where it's just going through walls and lasers and shit. Go on, t- Mark, talk
1: <laughs> me through that dog bit, please. Well, yeah, you go in, people are bored because they're at work and the morale needs boosting and you bring a dog in I, I this isn't something i would go with by the way this is very much one for you um and this is a thing this is people bring office dogs in what's worrying here is that we've asked mark to come up with a plan for
0: me to rob a bank i don't know why i'm doing it on my own top where the fuck are you Tommy? me you're the getaway driver or something i'm the
2: getaway driver yeah
0: okay what my favorite line actually in terms of getaway drivers is from snatch when you've got big fat tyrone who's in the front and they go who's this and he's like that's tyrone tyrone what is he he's the getaway driver what the fuck can he get away from exactly sorry digress um i've got the impression now that mark you're coming up with this story for me to actually get caught you want me to go and try this knowing full well that i'm gonna get caught
1: yeah but while you're getting caught i'm breaking in round the back and no one's looking at me because you've gone in with a dog semi-famous super famous and uh i'm in semi-famous will do (laughs) I wasn't sure what to go with.
0: <laughs> semi-famous will <would> do, though. <laughs> yeah, so you've gone round the back and you've nicked all the bull or gold bullions. And we'll split it. So you reckon you've never been caught? Uh, not during an assessment, no. Okay, so you've been caught after the assessment because you were showing off. What were you buying, like, flash cars and stuff? They always say, if we've got a million each, but I don't want to see any of you buying any flash shit. You're like, well, what's the fucking point in nicking the money, then? Um, I presume you bought, like, a audi
1: tt flash white with a uh, black alloys no we got a white well we, we got a white van it's full of kit so it's all sort Is of it? scraped out cameras in and computers and stuff do you wear headphones when you're in there i pretend to be on the phone i'm usually just videoing everything on my phone and if you're on the phone then people just don't want to disturb you so that's that's a pretty good way to sort of move around the building
0: so you've never been caught during the assessment but have you ever come close have there only been near misses where you've you've gone,
1: oh shit, if,
0: oh no, I've left my snotty tissue on the floor and they might DNA me.
1: That's where all the stories come from. All all the great stories come from nearly getting caught because that's when stuff you know goes wrong. That's when you sort of see the capabilities of the team, really, because a lot of the places you can rinse and repeat what we would use to get into buildings. A lot of the same vulnerabilities exist across buildings, but you can't predict people too much. And if you get caught with your hand, you know, let's say in a safe, things can go pretty wrong then.
2: Do the banks always know that they're being pen tested? Or have you ever had a situation where you've been caught and then the security guard has just gone absolutely fucking mental and start pistol whipping you and... And you're going, it's a pen test! And he's just like... <laughs> like a
0: fire alarm. Like They always give you a warning saying, oh, there's going to be a fire alarm at two o'clock today. And do they send out an email going, uh, we're going to get robbed about seven. Um, we don't know who, we don't know when, but just make sure you don't pistol whip anyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the closest I suppose we ever came was they caught us on CCTV hanging around and they put up pictures of us all around the building. So they knew there's some dodgy guys, but still broken. Got into the secure areas. I was talking to staff. I got people to let me in and out of secure areas with their pass. All the while, there's a picture of me and my teammate just plastered on the wall from a CCTV camera around the smoking area. So, (laughs) warned or not, it just it just increases the challenge.
2: So, if you were trying to get past Joe, so Joe, you've you've seen pictures of Mark there stuck all over Quinn's clubhouse. So you're being super. You're a vigilant man, anyway, Joe. Let's be honest. But you're super vigilant. Yes,
0: I am. I am. Yes.
2: Then Mark walks up to you. And Mark, your challenge here is to get into the CEO's office at Quinn's. Let's see how that plays out. Mark, go. Can I come in? Am I
0: on the door? Yeah. Right. So, as well as playing rugby for the club, I now run the door security. Uh, what? <laughs> so what do you, what you mean? Can you come in, mate? What's your, it's not. It's not a nightclub. What do you want?
1: Well, I've got a pass, but yeah, you're, you're, I need to get past, and you're in the way. Can I come in? Uh, what for? What's your purpose? I, I work here, but, you know, here's, here's my pass. I'm from another site. and I've just come down for the day so it doesn't work on the door.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Slippers a 50 and I'll let you through.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure about that. All right. No, it's
0: worth a try. You can go in. Fill your boots, mate. All the best.
1: <laughs> this, is, this is like quite a common method we'll use. So one of the things we'll do is we'll conduct surveillance on a building and then we'll follow people as they leave the building and photo their passes and make replicas of them. So they are absolutely picture perfect. And then we'll go to the building and we'll say to them, you know, my pass isn't working. Here it is. They'll look at it and it will look legit. It will have our face on it and they'll either let us in or they won't. And we've used that on a number of places. We've used it on banks. We've used it on, you know, insurance companies, all sorts. But that's a very successful method. Have you
0: had to penetrate anywhere? Oh, (laughs) penetrate i don't know why
2: Every time. you've done what have you don't you... want to get this far joe before that moment to be honest <laughs>
0: i don't know have you had to penetrate anywhere like slightly weirder or <laughs> what's the weirdest play what's the weirdest
2: what's the weirdest ability about this moment
0: what's the what's the weirdest place? what's the weirdest I'm gone. I can't.
2: Use the word break in. Say break in rather than (laughs) penetrate. It might help.
0: What's the weirdest place that you've ever... (laughs) Mark. uh, What's the weirdest place you've ever penetrated?
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I've done a lot of cool places. Yeah. Uh, A weird place I did was a huge warehouse. It was three sites across three countries. And we weren't sure what to expect when we got in there. It was like a military compound, motion detectors, everything. And we got in there and they just said, don't touch anything. And so we went in and people were walking around in hazmat suits. And at that point we were like, oh my God, like there's barrels in places and containers. And uh, that was that was really weird and a bit a bit worrying because we had no idea what was in these things. And yeah, that was, that was maybe as close to weird as I've done. What about the cool places? Cool places are like games companies or software development, online games and things like that. The developers, so the software people, they have the coolest offices. They have like great cafeterias, very cool places, places to go to sleep, full bars, places where they have live music in, like so that you would never want to leave one place was so good that we broke in in the morning and I was like, let's just work here. Like we had to report the job. So we just no. broke in at like 9am and started working till 12. And we're like, right, let's break out and get lunch and then eat it here. Cause they got a really great place for lunch and broke back in to have lunch and then carried on working. And we did this for about a week. Could you break into a van? Mark? <laughs> the reason I ask
2: this is Joe, once again, you're, you seem to be in your van rather than your house. Yeah, I'm back in my van
0: again after Steve said that apparently the acoustics are quite good. Unfortunately, it is Baltic. Um, I'm in my slippers and I'm in a, it's called a moon wrap jacket, which apparently you wear if you're really cold and it is keeping me quite warm. And then I, before we started, I had to go back in and get my slippers after ringing my wife to see if she'd bring it out for me because I'm all set up and thinking. they I went in and they fucking left me. They're fucked off. I'm sat in the van, I'm freezing my bollocks off, and I realise now that I could be sat inside doing the pod rather than um, freezing my bollocks off out here. So, yeah, that's why I'm in the van. And, no, I don't think Mark would be able to break into it, if I'm honest. This is like Fort Knox. Hang on, what is Fort Knox?
1: Mark, do you know anything about Fort Knox? Because that sounds always pissed me off. That's where they store all the uh, gold, massive gold reserve in America, isn't it?
2: Isn't the plot of James Bond's Goldfinger all about them trying to rob Fort Knox. So it's a it real place? I believe so. It looks like an
1: army installation, Fort Knox.
2: Could you take it, Mark? Could I take it? Yeah.
1: I could have a go. I'm not sure how long I, I'd be alive.
0: I like how quickly you've already started the surveillance on Fort Knox. <laughs> I've mentioned it in in a saying. It's
1: supposed to be a very, very secure
0: building, isn't it? I love Shirley Bassey. She's one of my favourites. Uh, Mark, shall we maybe try and plan some sort of robbery against this Fort Knox then? Because if the saying is always, oh,
2: you won't get in there, mate. It's like Fort Knox. Um, so you said you used the internet, Mark. I was going to Google Fort Knox. Like, let's see how far we can get on this. Well, hang on. Fort Knox is the United States Army installation in Kentucky. It is adjacent to the United States Bullion Depository. i'm watching mark here ignore us (laughs) sorry have you got the blueprints he's immediately
0: gone onto his computer and looking straight away right fuck it i'm gonna take down fort
1: knox that's my next one i haven't got anything and i do not acknowledge that i'm looking at fort knox
2: (gasps) (laughs) you just concentrate on your current assignment mark so look wikipedia tells me joe the current commander of Fort Knox is Major General John Evans Jr. So our first attempt at this, Mark, would be what to just get a US Army pass made up with the name Major General John Evans Jr. and then your face.
1: I think we should choose a different example target than American military installations for for all of our safety. (laughs) Uh, Tom, I'm going to heed
0: Mark's advice there and I think we should avoid robbing Fort Knox because... You don't come up with a saying like, oh, it's as strong as Fort Knox, with it being a really weak establishment, so fuck Fort Knox. Uh, Can we maybe try and rob, I don't know, a post office?
2: Can we not find a halfway point between Fort Knox and a local post office? (laughs) I just think we're showing a lack of ambition there, Joe. Downgraded by all means, but
1: post office? Let's say a typical organisation that we could target Mm. uh, rather Mm. than specify which ones are easy.
0: Oh, oh, it's all about the language. Okay, okay. So let's go through this typical target that we need to... What are we extracting? Food? Is it a... We could do food. Let's extract a recipe. Right, no, it is one. I've got one. I've got one. Here we go. Right, what was the bad guy from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory?
2: He was called Prodnose.
0: Right, we're Prodnose and we want to go get the everlasting bubblegum recipe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Where are the vulnerabilities that we're attacking?
1: First of all, you want to know every way in and out of Mm -hmm. the Chocolate Factory. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, the front gate, that's where everybody's going to first look. That's where it's going to be probably hardest to get in. And then your deliveries are at the back. So that should be maybe a little bit laxed compared to the front, may or may not. And then where do the Oompa lumpas come from? They come from a magic land, don't they? There was a deal, wasn't there? Because they were under threat in their in the
2: native world, weren't they? So they were quite happy to come and work for Willy Wonka because he offered them the cacao bean, which is their favourite snack.
0: So which one are we fake tanning with Tango orange and dyeing their hair green? I'm looking at the screens here and Tom, you're halfway there already, mate. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the Oompa <laughs> Well, because you're from Essex
2: originally, aren't you? But the Oompa Loompas aren't from Essex.
0: Essex does have a stereotype of enjoying a nice orange Tango tan.
2: All right, I will be an Oompa Loompa if it helps yeah. break in, Mark. Fine, perfect. Oompa, loompa, so I'm an Oompa Loompa. What are we doing?
1: You're going to get recruited by Willy Wonka from your homeland, and then when you're working there, you're going to let us in, and we're going to be giving a delivery of chocolate beans, and you're going to let us in in the back. This is nonsense. This is not how it works. This is this is oh, breaking fuck. into and chocolate. This Antography. is nonsense. You, you can't paint somebody to look like an employee. <laughs>
0: how dare you say this is nonsense? We're trying to work out our, how to become gazillionaires by stealing the everlasting bubble gum, and that you just piss all over our fire. I'm not having it. I am not having it.
1: Okay, so uh, let's say it's it's a normal chocolate factory where people are allowed in and out of it. And it's not a chocolate factory where no one's been allowed in it for the last 20 years, except magical creatures. <laughs> and <laughs> we will watch the place. We'll have all the building plans and photos of indoors. And we know what the controls look like from our research. And then we're going to watch the entrance for visitors at nine in the morning. So Tom, you're going to go in in the morning at half eight. And you're gonna watch and see people and see what the process is for a visitor to go into that building. <laughs> so, so, and then you come and tell us, and you're like the visitors, all they need is a pass. It's just a paper pass, and that, and that's it. They're not escorted. No one came down and verified them. They just showed up and they collected a paper pass, and then they were buzzed through the barriers. And you tell me and Joe that. So now I call up and I say I've got a visitor showing up in the next ten minutes and I'm late, and I'm not going to be able to meet him. His name's Joe, so can you put him down? I haven't registered him as a visitor, but can you give him a pass? He knows where he's going, just send him up. And then Joe will show up and bring it all home with, I'm Joe, here's my legitimate driving licence to prove my identity, gets his paper pass, Ah. gets buzzed through, and he's the one that goes in. Wow. And he steals the bubblegum chocolate. Do
2: you know what my fear is, Joe? Let's say I've got us in as an Oompa Loompa, it's very difficult for me to say this without you taking it the wrong way but I just I'm not saying you'd be like Augustus Gloop but I just think you would want to taste the edible grass and like me and Mark are doing our best to get to the room where they keep the recipe for the everlasting bubblegum and we turn around and you're you've mowed your way through half a field of, <laughs> of edible grass
0: so when you said I don't want to say that you're like Augustus Gloop <laughs> what you actually meant was I'm in opposite land and I do mean that I mean exactly that um which is fine i'll take that i enjoy food i will i would happily swim in a river of chocolate and fuck you at the end of the day i feel bad
1: now i feel bad now uh
0: mark is it true that you lied about your qualifications on your first job
1: so what happened is i did interview for the business had all my qualifications but to do this there are no qualifications so i just said you know hey my name's mark i've come from here i'm really good at this i've been doing it for a number of years and i'd love to have a go on your team. And he was like, oh, brilliant. Well, we're always after experienced people. So I'll give you a shot. And so he put me on the team. I'd never done it before in my life. Um, <laughs> but I knew I was never getting on this team. There's a queue, hundreds of people long to get us. So I was like, you know. So he kicked me out. I, he put me on a job essentially and then went to this building. He said, there's nowhere to park up. So you break in and tell us what it's like in there and then come out and give us the download of, of the building. So they just kicked me out of a van. And on my first day, I had to break into this this company, and that was that was how I got my job. And you succeeded. Yeah. How did you do it? I just followed somebody in. Somebody was walking behind me. It had lots of layers of security, and the first layer, you just needed a pass and activated some doors, which then opened. So I just stopped, went down on one knee, and started doing my shoelace up as a lady walked past me. And then when she buzzed the door and went through, I just nipped in behind her through this double set of doors, and then. Had a look around, did a bit of recording, and then came out. This is just so cool. It sounds like you were always bound to be a crook. Then is that fair? I don't know. I, I used to be in a band, so I think I just love the uh, the rush. What is this NCC? Or can't you say that's the company I work for? NCC Group is a a security consultancy company that operates in technical security consulting. So hacking, identifying threats. It operates in a lot of different areas, cars, security, smartphones, uh, and the area that I work in is this attack simulation.
2: Right, so Mark has mentioned hacking it, and that's what we're going to talk about after this break. Right, Joe, let's do some shout-outs for our official sponsors on Patreon. This episode is sponsored by Rusty Matthew Rusking. Thank you, Rusty. And it's sponsored by Tristan Hall, which sounds like the name of a local community centre, as well as one of the smaller colleges at Cambridge. But it's not. Thank you, Tristan.
0: We are also sponsored by the joystick. Ben Joyce. Thank you, thank you, thank you, you're far too kind. Yo, 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 I'm going to go with that one. We're also sponsored by the joystick, Ben Joyce. Thank you, Ben. You rock.
2: And in all this, Joe, let's not forget Christopher, the bartender. Bartlett, thank you, Chris.
0: And finally, he always phones home because he's a good egg. (laughs) Elliot Matthews. See what I did there? That was my E.T. voice. E.T. phones home. That's why I did it. That's why I did Hello. Nelson Mandela has come to say hello to E.T. And he's off a little bit Spanish
2: now. Steve, the producer, assures both me and Joe the nicknames will get better. So, to be more like Elliot, Chris, Ben,
0: Tristan and Matthew, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe and help us grow the show. Beneath the veneer of the everyday lurks the realm of the spy. From Wondery, I'm Raza Jaffrey. This is The Spy Who... The podcast exploring true spy stories you were never meant to hear. With secret operatives playing to very different rules. We'll reveal the invisible work of the world's intelligence services. Unearthing daring missions packed with danger, deceit and double crosses. Follow the Spy Who wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Right Jojo, hacking.
0: I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up this hacking malarkey because I've been hacked not dick pic hacks not like Ian Botham and he's like oh I've been hacked yeah I've been hacked too mate I'm sure he's got a lovely piece but that was it was a bad angle for him real bad angle for him anyway off of Botham's piece I've been (laughs) hacked um my (laughs) FA my financial advisor he rang me up and he said what do you want this money for mate why do you want it and I went what money he went you sent me an email saying that you want to withdraw x amount from your." business account. I went, no, I haven't. And then I checked my emails. I couldn't find in the sent emails, anything like that in the bin emails, no emails, no nothing. And then he showed me screenshots of the emails he had received saying, hi, Rob, uh, is it okay to withdraw this amount of money? Thanks a lot. Cheers, Joe. And I was like, "What? what the fuck is going on? I didn't think this shit's real. You know, you hear about people getting emails from a Ugandan prince saying hello, Joseph. Oh, it's been a long time since we've spoken, and I'm like, I'm not entirely sure I've spoken to you before. Anyway, if he hadn't rung me to say, "Are you sure you want me to withdraw this amount?" and etc. Cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera, he'd have just done it.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty worrying. Uh, the truth is, there's a lot of ways to get to somebody. It could have been they sent you a link or something you downloaded. They could have guessed your password. there's horrible thing is, there's just so many different ways that they can do it
0: what sort what sort of thing can we do to protect it then cuz all i did was go i went oh what's the best email account the safest one and i went oh it googled back and funnily enough it said gmail now now that i'm think <laughs> now, now that i've thought now that i've said it out loud i'm like oh fuck of course they said <laughs> gmail was the best email account i've just googled it you tit <laughs> oh god um, but are there any ways i can you know protect myself in the future mark
1: being vigilant i know That doesn't sound very helpful. So Everyone says, you know, just be careful what you click on. But taking an extra 20 seconds to think about something, attackers will always try and put pressure on you. They'll stress urgency to try and stop you spending that 20 seconds questioning it. Uh, Good passwords are a huge thing. It's the recommendation as old as time. People need to improve their passwords because it's so easy to guess people's passwords. But you know why,
2: Mark? Because, like, a good password is impossible to remember. Like, the, you know, whenever, you know, when you get that thing sometimes in a web browser when it goes, Would you like us to suggest a password? And you look at it and it's like, And you're like, Don't suggest that way. How am I going to remember that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Is that a good way to do it? No, it's it's a personal preference. Choosing your own password. You can use a password manager. What if they hack that? Well, that's the thing. You know, if somebody got into that, then they get all your passwords. So then you need a very secure password. And, maybe uh, another factor for unlocking it. We call it multi-factor authentication. So you're you're stuck with the original problem of, I have to set a really tricky password. But eventually you end up to a point where you've got to remember something. What about the double bluff, Mark? So my mate Rich, his
2: pin code for his bank card when we were at college was (laughs) 1234. Is the 1234 actually the perfect double bluff? Because no computer is stupid enough to think that anyone would go for 1234.
1: No, these, these lists we have with the common passwords, that's that's all at the top. What are the other classics? Password, one, two, three, four, let me in, mm. the month, maybe.
2: Why? Who came up with this idea of us having to click all the squares where there were
1: cars? I am not a robot. Yeah, so you can script up lots of, script up is, a, let's say, for simplicity, a small program that you write that just runs a set of commands. And you can do it to do things like register loads of emails. So somebody could register thousands of emails because they ran this script and they don't have to be there and do it themselves. And the idea is you put something in that you can't script up, something that would take a human to do. So, you know, that a computer can't recognize. That's the idea of that, to stop these automated attacks, basically.
0: Like the pictures they put on, they go, oh, can you pick a load of crossings? And I'm like... Yeah, but there's a little bit of that. Is that does that count or thing? And then you go, oh fuck! I got that one. I didn't you click it enough. Then click all the traffic lights. And and the other thing is, why don't they ever make them any like area specific? Why aren't I getting British pictures? It's always an American
2: street scene, isn't it? It's like Main Street USA.
0: Yeah. Why why can't we just have a Why can't we just have a picture of the Queen or something? And it goes, oh, can you just click her crown bits, like the jewels of her crown and stuff, and then it's got to be why is it always an american street it really gets on my tits um what about what about this podcast because steve often has meltdowns about um some of the recordings that he ends up losing every so often would you be able to hack this podcast do you think
1: the simple answer is everything's hackable is the sort of rule of thumb no everyone's social engineerable everything can be broken into Uh, so we got we got an amazing team the the cyber guys that I work with when I'm doing the physical stuff, because we'll often work together. Those guys, they're very good. They're they're world class. So I've seen them get into some places that I didn't think that people could get into. So This is scary, isn't it? There's part of me that has had
0: so much fun, a large part of me, listening to the ins and outs of this. But there's also the other side of it. And I don't know how you feel, Tom, but this this is worrying that everything's hackable. It seems easier than perhaps we may have thought because there is so much information out there now we put so much online and people like tom are taking dick pics left right and center and his (laughs) his photo stream is just full of ian bothams um and it's worrying that anyone it's so
1: easy to do i suppose it's like i say it's like magic so when you watch a magic trick it looks amazing and it looks really clever you know you can't figure it out but when someone tells you how it's done seems really easy And it's like, oh, yeah, well, I can do that. It's no problem. And this is often like that. There's weeks and weeks of time to figure out that there's a door over here that we could probably just walk in. But you have to do that without getting caught. And there's a lot of risk doing this stuff without permission. Mm. You know, it's against the law. So that's that's how I tend to best describe it to people. But there's certain
2: ways that hackers are portrayed in popular culture. So I'm thinking here specifically of the film Hackers, starring Johnny D. Miller and Angelina Jolie. And there seems to be an awful lot in all these representations of hacking of people typing at a totally implausible speed while wearing headphones and muttering, come on, come on. And what's, something happens which never happens to me in real life, which is that it suddenly the whole screen just goes, beep, password accepted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's not quite like that. It's not so Hollywood. It's a very patient game. There's, you know, it's long hours. It's just waiting for like one thing that you can just jump on and put everything into, but trying not to get caught at the same time. These hackers, who the hell are they? Where, where are they living? What age are they? So you might have, you know, script kiddies is quite a, a popular word in pen testing. That's That's quite a low level, download tools off the internet, run them against something. And then you've got your say corporate espionage or your hacktivists who are a bit more capable some quite high skill levels all the way up to nation states you know cyber warfare is is obviously huge and that's and that's conducted on on a global scale with resources of entire nations so there's such a wide spread of different levels some people are just trying to do like you say send you an email try and get you to click on it and steal a couple of grand off you and some people are trying to break into a law firm to get the details of all the trading information because you tell your lawyer everything and they've got all the information of all the big businesses so it's there's a big difference in in the threat actors and it is a business to these people who are the who are the great hacking nations i, I mean the ones you hear in the news you hear about these russian and chinese and american and i'd say Every country's got cyber capability.
0: It's Russia. It's Russia.
2: It's is Russia, and it? he can't say it. it's Russia.
0: It's definitely Russia. He can't say it, but it's Russia. We can say it. Oh fuck! Can we say it? What if they hack me now? Hack Tom. If you're listening to this and you're a Russian hacker what? for some reason, what go me and for? hack Tom. Well, because I don't want to get hacked,
2: and I'm, I'm giving them. Well, I don't want to be hacked. What well, can they? Hack no. You,
0: if you're listening to this, uh, Russian, Mr. Russian or Mrs. Russian hacker, you have got carte blanche to go and hack Tom Fordyce thanks
2: after all these months of building trust you just you've massively judiced me with a russian hacker
0: that was my long-term plan my friend
2: <laughs> who
0: are the who are the cool ones i get this picture that the cyber section of your team are sort of like stereotypical geeks unbelievable on computers have got quite square eyes and uh repetitive strain syndrome in their wrists because they're
1: literally just in front of a screen all the time they know how good they are like they got, they're running a perfect record, I'm pretty sure. They just break into these unbelievable places. Sometimes, I hate to admit it, I don't think they need us because part of our job is to get them onto the network. And sometimes I'll get a call and they'll say, Oh, do you want us to let you in? Because we're, we're done. It's like, Yeah, all right, brilliant. Cheers, guys. Like, they're, they're very, very good. Cocky bastards. Yeah. With all your skills, have you ever been tempted? Have you been tempted to
2: use your abilities for evil? Rather than good.
1: <laughs> so I listened to your podcast about that guy that worked at prisons and what he was saying, I think most people are terrified to go to prison. That is me. Because you will get caught. You can get in and get out, no problem, steal what you like, but they'll catch you. Like there's just two. there's cameras everywhere. And yeah, I, I would not go to prison. Could you not break out of prison though,
2: with your skills? Would it not be like, <laughs> do what you want, lads? Okay, I'm out of here in ten minutes.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to risk it. Not unless I'm getting paid. That's exactly the textbook
0: answer. Someone who's already been converted to the dark side. <laughs> what they'd say. So I don't trust you, Mark. I've thoroughly, I've thoroughly enjoyed everything you've come out with, but I don't trust you.
1: I like how you're saying all of this in a dark room with your hood up, crouched like you're hiding in the basement, terrified of the world as well. I'm almost certain that I've got frostbite. That's where I feel. What about P
0: Cage? I'm coming. I'm coming to the end. The latter years of my career, there's that hat and garden robbery that was done a few years back by all those old men that were like 70 or 80 that they thought, oh, we'll we'll be the last ones to thought of that we've robbed all this because we're just pensioners. And anyway, what what sort of age do you think you can keep doing this till?
1: Breaking into buildings? I think there's definitely a limit on it just because I can't take the stress forever. There's so much pressure. Either I'll just become desensitised by it or I'll have aged 20 years. I did, I just didn't know that you existed, Mark,
0: and I'm just so happy you do exist because if you've got any openings at NCC, then I'm definitely willing to throw my hat in the ring. But thank you so much for coming on and talking us through your experiences as a legit bank robber, which sounds like the coolest job in the world.
1: No, thank you so much for having me on. And, you know, it's a good point if anybody is interested, they can jump on our website nccgroup.com we've got you know loads of different areas that we work in whether you want to hack cars or phones or or be it banks or, or you name it go on there and we're always always recruiting
0: this is brilliant
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so
0: good we have got to the point where we're recruiting criminals we are recruiting criminals that is wonderful
2: Joe how good was that
0: it was far more than I'd expected. It was beyond my wildest dreams. Because I was super pumped at the very start of this project, where we were like, let's go meet some interesting people with some weird jobs or some crazy jobs. And one of them, when I I looked at, I was like, penetration tester, what the fuck's that? Oh, it's a bank robber. I was like, no way, let's find a real one. And Mark was just unbelievable.
2: Imagine the buzz of like, you're not getting up on a Monday morning and you think, I've got a two-hour work call with Steve. You're thinking Today, I rob a bank.
0: I just love the fact that he gets to have that buzz of being like a really cool baddie that you see in films. That robs whatever he wants to rob without any repercussions of actually getting arrested.
2: Well, listen, Joe, this is the part of the podcast where I do a a cheeky little trail. But this time I'm going to sort of trail ourselves, if that makes sense. Because if you want to grow the show, search for Joe Marler Show on Patreon. Sign yourself up over there for extra content, including, Joe, our documentary club about North Korea.
0: There's a clip here, if you want. Here's a clip of the documentary club. Cheers. Bye now.
2: There was an amazing story that was put together for Kim Jong-il. Hang on. He played on a course in Pyongyang. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the capital, That's the capital. According to the press release, he fired a 38 under par 34. In his first and only round of golf. <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> and it is as ridiculous as <coughs> Can you
0: tell me what Kim Jong-il scored in his first game of temping bowling?
2: So I imagine because he's fucking good at sport, like his hand-eye coordination is amazing. Like the golf the golf he showed us the only time he's ever picked up a golf club proves that. So I'm thinking this boy is strike, Strike! He got
0: in his very first game of temping bowling 300. He got the perfect score, as reported
2: by... What's a sportsman. It's <laughs> propaganda. So that is the sort of content that we're doing over at Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marla
0: Show. Who's on our free Wednesday episode next week? The Wednesday episodes will always
2: be free. Joe, on our show next week, is a paramedic. Nee, no,
0: nee, no, nee. Paramedic, that's going to be a good one, I think. Paramedic it is. (laughs) Cheers.
2: Crowd Network, a place where you belong.